Welcome to the Kingdom Shepherd Talk Show, where faith meets emotional intelligence on a transformative journey of discovery and growth. Join our vibrant community at www.kingdomshepherd.com for additional resources and to connect with fellow seekers on this shared journey. So sit back, open your heart and your mind, and prepare to illuminate your path with the Kingdom Shepherd Talk Show. Let's begin today's episode. Father, in the name of Jesus, we um, come to you this morning, God, asking you to forgive us of our sins, for you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness when we confess our sins. We adore you, God. We worship you, Almighty God. We just lift up our hearts unto you, God, and we just thank you and praise you for your grace and your mercy. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray this morning, God, for you to richly bless us, God, in our endeavors today. Enlarge our territories, God, and be with us. Lift up your hand to help us in our meeting this morning, God. And Father, we pray for you to guide and leave us to perform all righteousness, God, and keep us from evil and from all trouble, harm, or pain, Father. We pray for you to meet our every needs abundantly, Father, for you said that we can, if we, um, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto us. We receive your presence, God, and we receive your guidance in helping us, God, yes. to perform our meeting today, God. Every time we meet, and hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Belinda Jackson, we have uh, Robert Juris and myself, Ronnie Cunningham. We're going to start off with Robert. And uh, Robert, can you tell us what EIQ is? Well, we've worked with emotional intelligence for years, and we've got an operating definition that encompasses things. We look for a set of emotional, social, and relational skills that guides the way we perceive, understand, and express ourselves. We connect to other people, we manage interpersonal exchange, cope with challenges, and apply emotional information in an effective, meaningful way. In simple terms, it's how you put your feelings into operation with your personal and your professional life. Statistics have really shown that this is a lot more effective than just about anything out there. What do you think, Ronnie? What's your experience with it? I, I think you're right. I, it applies to everything we think, say, and do. And every interaction we have with people, uh, how we overcome challenges, That's a, I think it's a very concise definition. It's it's meaty, but there's a lot to it. And it's something to be, to really ponder and think about. The best way to think of it is the personal and the group stuff. When we start looking at the personal stuff, we start with self-awareness. Do you know who you are? Do you know what you're doing? 
Are you confident? Do you have all these things going on for you? When you start with the self, then you start managing yourself. You start making choices. You start making decisions of who you are, who you want to be, how you want to let your emotions play out, how you want to let them influence your activities, your thinking. Then we go to the social area, empathy and social awareness. How do you relate to other people? How do you see situations? How do you connect? How do you communicate? And last but not least, we get into relationships. Who are you connected with? How? How effective it is? And relationships have been shown about happiness in life, effectiveness, the joy you get, all of those things. Now, I'm going to challenge you. How does this affect us as Christians? We've got the basic framework for emotional intelligence now. But does this fit with a Christian context or is this entirely foreign for Christians? What do you think, Ron? I think it's 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 something that hasn't been taught to Christians, but I think that it's uh, very applicable. I think it's uh from when you look at how emotional intelligence has been taught for the last uh well, almost 30 years or, or or so, it's been taught from a secular point of view. But I think that the uh, the tenets or the principles taught in emotional intelligence, every one of them can be scripturally supported. I believe that Jesus was the most emotionally intelligent person that it, it's ever that's ever lived, that's ever walked the earth. And if we're to be transformed into His image, uh, I think we need to apply emotional intelligence from us and understand how scripture supports it. Jesus Christ, you know, um, he taught us about um, emotional intelligence, you know, and if we just tap into his teaching and be obedient to um, his teachings, you know, we would be uh, more aware, self-aware um, of ourselves also. One, one of the things that I think is crucial for Christians is we wind up using a different language that means the same thing. We like to talk about the word fellowship when we're talking about relationships, but it means the same thing. We like to be connected with God, and that kind of sets the Christian emotional intelligence a little bit apart. Before we start with the self-awareness and the self-management and the interpersonal skills, we need to have that connection, that relevance with God, that special rapport with a creator to know that we are, in fact, made in the image and likeness of God, which includes our emotions. So if we start with that premise that uh, part of being in that image and likeness of God is being feeling people we don't come we're not created without feelings and we're not to, meant to be without feelings I, I i completely agree with you and and this is an area that again that i think that uh i think academia and even the faith-based community they've we fail to teach these concepts and all of us have feelings and emotions yet very few people have had training in how to identify and manage them. And I think we're seeing the manifestation of that in, in the news every day by the way people are acting out. If you don't 
understand your feelings and emotions, don't know how to identify them, don't know how to manage them, I believe you become very uh, vulnerable to some form of uh, self-medication. And that could be a number of things to, to just kind of make you feel, feel better. I'd like to know your thoughts on, on, on that, that, that aspect of it, Rob, Robert. Well, we get into, you and I were chatting about this the other day of uh, what's, what's normal and what's not. We get into habits, we get into behaviors. Uh, if we were in, in the secular world, we, we'd like to blame fate, destiny for those things. And yet, as Christians, we sort of realize, we recognize, even though we may not act upon it at times, that we have a creator with a plan. We have a God that's involved with our daily lives. And yet, too often we neglect that. Mm -hmm. I get excited about self-awareness because uh, self-awareness for me becomes an awareness of who you are in context. Not only are you who you are, but you are who you are in God's plan and God's organization and God's structuring, which, which adds a whole depth of dimension to this self-awareness You know, Robert, if I may take that one step further, because I think that and you look at all of the self-help books and everything, and, and this, again, is part of the, the world's teachings, they start out on the concept of self-awareness, but to me, you can't even begin to start understanding who you are until you first know who you are. Amen. And that being that we're all created in the image of God. Uh, we, like you said, we belong to him. We're created for his purpose, not ours. So if we're thinking about it from a self standpoint of view, we're going to miss the mark. And that's one of the things that I really am excited about the teachings that we're, we're going through now with the biblical EIQ or Christ-centered EIQ is that it's much more richer than the other one because it's based on the proper foundation. We're starting out with the right premise. Before we can um, know who we are, we got to know who we are in Christ, whose we are. Uh, but you brought that out. And, and if we use that as the starting point for our self-awareness, I think we're on, only then do I think we're really on the right track. Because we know that if you focus on the self, it's always going to lead us astray. I mean, right. the Bible is full of, uh, it, it shows that there's, if it's our way, we're going to have problems. If it's God's way, there's, a, there's potential and possibility and great blessings ahead. Right. Yeah, it's, it's amazing when we start comparing and contrasting the values we get with Christian emotional intelligence from a secular point of view. You find out that uh, we're in a world that's not valuing life anymore. Um, if it feels good, do it. If it feels bad, just escape. One of the things that frightens me is we, we look at a world that uh, suicide, uh, isolation, helplessness, hopelessness, uh, you watch the news every day and it seems to be rampant. And even with a good grasp on emotional intelligence, uh, the answers are shallow and temporary. And part of what I like when we work with Christ-centered emotional intelligence is we're able to offer lifetime answers 
and clear values that are life-changing and life-altering. It changes your perspective. It changes who you are. It changes what you're doing. It changes how you think. It changes your mindset. It changes your views on just about everything. What he said something about feelings. You know, and we go by feelings, you know, we can be led in the wrong direction. You know, we have to pray, you know, and ask God, you know, uh, just be attentive to the Holy Spirit, you know, rather than going by feelings. Um, we just have to just just acknowledge before we um, step out and go on feelings. Well, I think it's probably effective for us to separate those three terms that we're, we're using here. The first one we've got is emotions. Emotions are reactive. Emotions are what we have just because of situations, because of impact of other people. The feelings we get are from our limbic system. They're processed, they're integrated, they're thoughtful. So we may be in integrating some spirituality at the feeling level, but certainly not at the emotional level. Mm -hmm. And then when we get to the third and final level, the way our, our brain operates, we have the neocortex. Mm -hmm. That's where we're integrating thinking, feeling, and emotion all together. So we're putting the whole package together at a higher level. And as Christians, that's what we need to do, is we need to put everything together. Um, we get told scripturally, we have the mind of Christ. Well, exactly what does that mean? Uh, hopefully, when we go through teaching emotional intelligence in a Christ-centered way, we can get people to recognize what some of the terms really mean in Scripture, how they impact us every day, and not just shallow, uh, trite, well, I have the mind of Christ. Well, let's delve into things like that. Let's think about what does that mean? What can it mean to me? You know, you know, I'm glad both of you mentioned that uh, about the feelings and emotions. And I love the quote by Doc Childre and uh, Deborah Rosman. If we don't manage our emotions, our emotions will manage us. And I think every day we're seeing uh, people that get managed by their emotions, that are living by their emotions. And and again, it, what I think emotional intelligence, Christ-centered emotional intelligence will bring, will help us bring balance because we want to be able to properly balance our our emotions and our logic and, and our mind. And I, I, I like to say it's connecting the mind, heart and uh, feelings and re, and uh, re, relationships. Those all need to come together. And Robert, you mentioned earlier about we don't value life. It's, that, it's a sad truth. And too often there's too many people that don't even value themselves. And if they don't value themselves, it's impossible to, for them to value anybody else. Which goes right back to where we started, Ronnie. God created man in his image. Yes. And if you've got that stamp on you, that suddenly tells you you're valued. And you're, if you can't see it, the fault is not in that you're not valuable. The fault is in your sight, in your understanding. And you need to work on that understanding a little bit better. Absolutely. And you know, with, with, that, with that thought that you mentioned about being created in the image of God, there's a responsibility that comes with that that I don't think a lot of people grasp or really uh, 
really understand. And also, you know, uh, the Bible, you know, like uh, Mr. Bob said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. You know, this mind is a mind of humility. Okay, is what he was, I guess he was trying to understand. It's a mind of loneliness. We got to um, decrease ourselves and just concentrate, you know, not just concentrate on Jesus, you know, because he is the supreme example of, you know, we being created, you know, in the image of God as well. So if we just, uh, just be obedient to the word that says that this might be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. You know, like I said, the Holy Spirit. And you see, we don't use the Holy Spirit enough, you know, to help us so that we can be, we have understanding of our emotions and our feelings. Absolutely. So, you know, so um, we just, and then we don't read and study the word of God, you know, like the secular world, they may not be reading and studying the word of God, they are not going to understand this concept. So um, we just have to, um, they just have to be taught and help them to understand. I, I, I agree with you, you so much there. You know, one of the things about that is if we don't stay in the word of God, we lack the capacity to be able to teach it. And uh, I think Proverbs 22.6, uh, we're to train up a child in the way that they sh should go. Well, if we don't value ourselves, we fail. I think we've got a generation that's failed to pass on the values. But also, if we don't stay in the word and allow the Holy Spirit to do its work in, in, in our transformation, we're, we lack the capacity to be able to teach it and pass it down to other generations. Right. And I, see, I think we're seeing the effects of that manifestation uh, every day also. Right. Let me share the bad news with you. If you simply let things drift on their own, if you don't deliberately set your mind, you're going to find out that between 70 and 90% of your thoughts are negative. I laugh because when I was young, we always told people, you know, you must be crazy if you're talking to yourself. Well, the fact is most of your dialogue is internal and inner. And if you don't take command of all those thoughts, if you let them drift, you're going to see yourself drifting to someplace that you really don't want to be. If you don't let God control you, if you don't invite him in to help you, you're going to find out that the the alternative is really shallow and it's not going to take you where you want to where you're going to be happy and comfortable and you're going to have the relationships you want. Robert, what you're talking about now, we stepped away from self-awareness and we're into self-management. And from what, what you just said, I take it that submission is one of the first steps toward in self-management. Would you agree with that statement? I, I agree. Uh, part of what, what I, I'll disagree with you slightly, Ronnie, is I don't think it's as easy as it sounds to draw lines between where the self-awareness begins and where self-management begins because you'll find out that self-awareness kind of sets the framework and then once you're aware you're going to manage okay because I'm, you're I'm not agreeing with that you're going to want to take some responsibility instead of just idle drifting so 
Uh, yeah, the self-awareness, uh, that peace is, is primary, it's essential, it's critical for us as Christians because we wind up finding that your self-awareness of is very often who you are in Christ, who God made you to be. And without thinking of the creator, without thinking of that design, your awareness is going to be shallow at best. And then once you're aware of that design, you're going to be managing and you're going to be adjusting and you're you're going to be transitioning. So uh, the lines are kind of interesting in the boxes and it's easier to understand that way. But the dynamism here is is active. This is not uh, we're going to do self-awareness and then after self-awareness, we're going to go to self-management. So there, there's like a seamless energy. There's like a seamless integration then, you're saying. Yeah. We okay. we try and be deliberate. We try and do things in self-management deliberately, but you're going to make shifts and adjustments as you become aware. Okay. Uh, when you became a Christian, hopefully the way it should be is you suddenly developed an incredible different awareness of who you are than who you thought you were before you accepted Christ into your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just um, thank you, God, for directing us and guiding us in our meeting today. We just give you the glory on and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And that brings us to the end of another enlightening episode of the Kingdom Shepherd Talk Show. We hope that our conversation today has sparked new insights and ideas for your own journey of self-awareness and spiritual growth. Remember, the journey of self-discovery is ongoing, and every step you take brings you closer to understanding yourself and your relationships in a deeper, more meaningful way. We're here to accompany you on this transformative path where faith and emotional intelligence intertwine. If you enjoyed today's episode and found it valuable, we invite you to share it with friends and family who might also benefit. And don't forget to visit www.kingdomshepherd.com to access additional resources and connect with our supportive community. Thank you for choosing to spend this time with us. Until our next episode, stay curious, stay inspired, and let your light shine brighter every day. We are signing off from the Kingdom Shepherd Talk Show. See you next week.